Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. episode 277 of real life ghost stories and i have two spooky stories for you today and the last story came from the 2nd of march 2023 and story number one comes from joe this is a weird email and i'm still trying to process what i have seen i have often seen or felt things happen but what i'm about to tell you has had a long lasting effect on me and i can't get it out of my head i lost my dad on the 3rd of january this year to a sudden heart attack He was literally joking with me one night and gone the next morning. And I know I am very emotional about this, but I do not think this has anything to do with what I'm about to tell you. I moved back into my parents' house to help rehabilitate my mother after a serious fall she had had. My dad at the time was trying to do as much as possible for her, but he was struggling as she is a very difficult person to be around, so I offered to move back home to help out. I've lived there since, and as I am sure you are all aware, the older your parents get, the more they need your help, and so I have stayed to make sure they are not struggling or isolated in any way in their old age. Sadly, as I've mentioned, my dad has now passed away, and this has made the likelihood of me ever moving out very slim, as my mum will not cope on her own. So I do the best I can working full-time, but making sure whatever needs my mum has, such as shopping, hospital appointments, etc., are met. One day, a couple of weeks back, I had returned home after a 12-hour shift at the care home I work at and as I pulled up outside the house, the lights were on leading upstairs and I could see my mum slowly making her way upstairs. She was struggling slightly as she had recently had a fall in a car park and hurt her knee, but she was almost to her bedroom door and as much as I love my mum, I was relieved that she had gone to bed. I had had a long day and really didn't want a list of things to do when I got in. Feeling relieved, I sat in my car for 10 minutes just to wind down a bit, enjoying the silence. I soon went into the house and made my way to the kitchen so I could put some tea on for myself and I noticed the lights were on in the extension which is attached to the kitchen so I went to turn them off. And when I got there, I saw my mum sat in her chair down by the back door. I told her I had just seen her walk upstairs and she reassured me that she had not got out of her chair for at least two hours. I have no explanation as to what I saw, except I know it was my mother, and this has petrified me to the point where I am not sleeping well at night. So here's the thing. I think it is petrifying. I can't say I've ever experienced what you have experienced, but we've had plenty of people that have written into the podcast over the years who have experienced something similar seeing their mother their sister their partner their brother their father whoever it is and then realizing that it can't have been them because they're in another part of the house or they're not at home 
whatever it is. So you're not isolated in experiencing this is the first thing that I would say because lots of other people have experienced something similar. But I can also understand why it has petrified you and why you're struggling to sleep at night. And I do sometimes think that buildings and places hold on to energy and they play things back like a video recorder. I do I do sometimes believe that theory. So I wonder if all of the grief from your father's death and all of the emotionality that comes with caring for a parent, because I imagine it's incredibly difficult and I've heard from friends who have done it about their frustrations and the difficulties of it. If that too is is pumping out a lot of energy from both you and your mom and maybe the house is consuming that energy and then playing back some moments in time. I don't know if that will bring you any solace whatsoever, but I do hope that you get solace from the fact that other people have experienced this too. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And story number two comes from Amy. My job sent me to Utah for training. I was so excited because Utah is absolutely breathtaking. The material for the course was very labour-intensive and downtime was minimal. On one of our very few days off, I jumped at the opportunity to go hiking in the mountains. I'd been there for about two weeks at this point and was ready for some fresh mountain air. I hit the trailhead as the sun was coming up, which was perfect. It was beautiful weather, albeit a little chilly, and everything was wonderful. I had my backpack filled with absolutely none of the essentials for a long day of mountain hiking, I had a gallon of water and a book on the art of deception. After about three hours of hiking, I reached the peak I planned to hike. It was so beautiful and the next peak didn't seem that far away, so I decided to hike that one as well. After another hour, I was standing on the edge of the mountain looking down at a helicopter as it flew past. I looked to my right and saw another peak that didn't seem too far away, so again I set off upward. I reached the peak in about an hour and a half. The sun had risen by this point and the snow was not as sturdy to walk on as it had been earlier in the day. About every five or six steps my entire body would sink maybe two or three feet. I'm only five foot one and I'd have to claw my way out of the snow. The trail was completely covered but I wasn't worried because I was following a set of footprints in the snow. This was bliss. The footprints led exactly where I assumed the trail would be but then they just stopped. Not that they veered in a different direction Not that they backtracked and headed down the mountain in the way they came. 
You can always tell when someone is re-walking their own footprints headed in the opposite direction. They were gone. I'd been following these prints for over an hour and they just disappeared. I stopped hiking and took in my surroundings. I had absolutely no idea where I was. I pulled out my cell phone and texted my husband to see if he could send me my location. If he did that, I'd have a map and could find a path down. My phone quickly dropped to 15% battery and he responded that my signal was too weak and he couldn't see my location. After a quick drink of water, I gave up on trying to get to the top of the next peak and turned around fully, expecting to follow my own footprints and body prints in the snow back down the mountain. They were gone. Not a single sign of disturbed snow from the direction that I had come. My footprints were gone. But so were the footprints I had followed to get to where I was. It was a slow boil of panic. I very slowly started going down the mountain. I was pretty sure if I had walked up I should just be able to turn around and walk back down. Wrong. I would walk for about a mile, realise I didn't recognise anything, and then turn around and go to higher ground to see if I could find a trail. I never found a trail. But I did find a pile of bones. I had no idea what kind of bones they were. They could have been animal bones, which meant cougars were in the area, or they could have been human bones because they were pretty decent sized. I took off at a very slow jog to get away from that spot, climbed up onto a mound and contacted the park ranger to tell them I was lost. My phone had about 7% battery at this point. The park ranger had to officially report me as a missing person so that emergency services could ping my GPS location and dispatch search and rescue. I need to be very clear at this point and let you know, search and rescue does not always mean a helicopter. US movies make it seem that way, but it is in fact a team of volunteers who hike into the mountains with your grid coordinates and locate you. My cell phone was sitting at 3% when I got off the phone with emergency services. They directed me to shut off the phone so they could at least maintain my coordinates. The sun was starting to go down and I was alone, in the snow, in the mountains of Utah, with nothing but some water in a book. By this point, my husband is more than a little nervous. The last text he got from me said that the park ranger was dispatching someone to come and find me, and then I turned my phone off. It took search and rescue six hours to find me. The sun was sinking behind the last bit of mountain when I heard them call my name, still a little bit off in the distance. They got to me, handed me a snowsuit because we still had to hike back down the mountain and off we headed. The lead man told me I was very lucky that they got to me when they did, because the spot I had picked to stay still, as directed by the emergency services, was actually right on top of a cougar den. As we descended down the mountain, I asked if they had followed my footprints in the snow to find me, and he said they hadn't seen a single footprint for miles. It wasn't as though they came from the other side of the mountain either. They started at the same trailhead that I started at. As soon as we got off the mountain, I plugged my phone in so I could let my husband know I was safe. I debriefed with the search and rescue team and they told me I could go home. So I got in my car, called my very frantic husband... It turns out the park ranger had two lost hikers that day, myself and another woman. My husband was worried about not hearing from me, so he called every ranger office in the area until he found someone who knew about the lost hiker in the mountains. They told him I had been mauled by a cougar and that they had not recovered me yet, to give him a solid update on my status. 
He was getting ready to get on a plane and come to Utah because he thought that I had been mauled by a cougar. I did find out the other woman who actually did get attacked by a cougar was fine. They recovered her and other than a broken ankle and some scratches, she was okay. A few days later, I was rehashing my story with some of the locals. I could not wrap my head around what happened to my footprints. What happened to my body prints in the snow? That is when I was reminded of where I was. Do you know what is in Utah? I had completely forgotten. Skinwalker Ranch. No one was surprised by my story, and they said I was very lucky to have made it out at all. When I brought up the bones, nope, didn't forget about the bones, to the emergency services, they said they would send a team back up in daylight to check them out, and they were gone. The locals were not surprised by that either. So fast forward about two months. I completed my training and returned home to the Midwest, where we don't have mountains. I started to notice some weird things happening around me. I tried to logic everything away. Things would fall off a shelf. I must have bumped it. Things would be missing for days and then show back up exactly where they should have been. I must have just overlooked them. But then we conducted a massive training event at work. 90% of my co-workers travelled to a different state and I was left back to be in charge of the other 10%. I was working incredibly long days, at work by 5am and didn't leave until 10pm. Because I was always the first one there and the last one to leave, I'd stopped closing, let alone locking, my office door at night. I work in a secure facility, so it wasn't a big deal. Until one morning I came in and, much to my surprise, my office door was closed. I just assumed I was tired when I left and hadn't realised I'd closed it. It was dead bolt locked. I am the only person who has a key. I was so shocked that it was locked that I went back to the parking lot to see if any other cars were there. There were none. I walked the entire building and it was empty. I finally went and unlocked my office. Empty. No explanation. About a week later, I was at home cleaning. We have vaulted ceilings and have to get a 25-foot ladder to clean the big window in front of the house. I was standing by the front door inside, looking up, and I noticed some very small footprints going vertically up the wall. So I did what any sane person would do. And I got the big ladder and I painted over them. They came back. Three different times. Two weeks ago, my 16-year-old daughter had a bunch of friends come over and spend the night. They decided her bedroom was too small, so they all stayed in the basement. After they had left, I went to assess the damage. Not too bad, a few soda cans, but whatever. I went to walk back up the basement stairs. And I noticed tiny handprints on the wall by the railing. I would compare them to hands the size of a four-year-old. I haven't had anyone in my house that has hands that small. I don't know if all of this is connected. I don't know if something found me in the mountains and followed me home. I truly have no idea what to think at all. But I'm back in Utah right now for more training. And as I'm typing this, I'm looking up at the mountains that I got lost in. Amy, stop it. Stop it right now. That whole story gave me the heebie-jeebies. First of all, you wouldn't catch me going hiking full stop. It's clearly dangerous. It's dangerous. Nothing to do with the fact that I'm lazy. It's clearly a dangerous activity. Even outside of the potential paranormal elements of this story, uh, this story is terrifying. Being stuck in the mountains, in the snow, 
on your own your battery on your phone is getting lower and lower and then you find out afterwards that another woman was like attacked by a cougar those are all terrifying things but right here's here's the thing that this made me think of so a while ago myself and my friend Tim did a podcast episode on Patreon which was about Pisky Lore in the southwest of England. Now Pisky Lore is very similar to Fairy Lore to Pixie Lore. It's just another way of saying it right. And Tim and I talked about how he went on a hike and he sort of jokingly told a story about how he was Pisky led which is when they lead you into the wilderness in order for you to get lost. So Amy, I don't know what to tell you, but I feel like you might have been pisky led up in that mountain. Now look, it's also skinwalker territory, so maybe you were led by a skinwalker, but I don't know if that's in the skinwalker remit to be leading people places in order for them to get lost. And when you think about it, all those little footsteps, those little footprints that are on your walls, those little handprints that are on your walls, which also, I have to say, gave me the heebie-jeebies I'd be painting over them stat as well. Everything about this story has given me the ick. Amy, I just, 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 can you just let me know that you're okay? I just want to know that you're okay because I'm concerned. I really hope that, judging by the end of this email, that you did not go back up the same mountain. And I, I just, just send me an email and say, I'm okay, didn't go back up the mountain, wasn't eaten by a cougar, wasn't taken away by the fairies, I'm not a changeling. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Joe and Amy for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 2nd of March, 2023. And if you'd like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to Podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.